Okay. Coming in three, two, one. Hello, my name's Adrian Goldberg, and welcome to the Byline Times podcast. The Byline Times is what the papers don't say, what radio doesn't report, and what telly doesn't tell you. This time, Brexit and the queues at British ports, which have been described as holiday hell. Travellers and truckers leaving the UK have been trapped for hours on end, with British politicians blaming the French authorities, claiming that border posts on the other side of the channel haven't been properly staffed. Tory party leadership contender Liz Truss has demanded action from France, but the French say the problem is caused by additional checks necessitated by Britain's decision to leave the EU. We'll hear shortly from Simon Calder, travel editor of The Independent, one of the UK's most respected travel journalists. First, though, just a reminder that the Byline Times podcast is funded by subscribers to The Byline Times, our wonderful monthly newspaper edited by Hardeep Matharu. No one tells us what to say. We can report without fear or favour and hold the rich and powerful to account because our funding comes from ordinary subscribers to The Byline Times. There's no oligarch or non-dom telling us what to say, so please subscribe if you can. You get details at bylinetimes.com. That's at bylinetimes.com. And if you have already subscribed, thank you. So, Simon Calder, welcome, Simon. Um, Just tell us how serious the situation is and has been over the last few days. Well, I've been cycling through the sunny uplands of... uh southeast kent between folkestone and dover i took my bicycle partly because as you will probably know beautiful part of the country um but also because uh with queues building up very rapidly among motorists trying to get away um it struck me that that would be the way to um get past all the uh uh the the traffic congestion and so it proved now We have seen, particularly on Friday and some of Saturday, uh, really long queues at Dover, uh, the main port, of course, for people heading across to continental Europe. And similarly, uh, problems on particularly Saturday night and into Sunday on Eurotunnel. That uh, is the car carrying operation that shuttles from Folkestone to and from Calais. We've had reports of people waiting 14, 15, 16 hours. It sounds absolutely miserable. Um, And it's certainly absolutely not the case that this is entirely because of Brexit. There have been other factors at work. But the changes that we voted for and then were negotiated on our behalf um, have had some quite uh, uh, interesting um uh, effects and i've been spending the time sort of trying to work out what those are and what it means for the future it was always always uh adrian going to be a very busy weekend and the first test of actual brexit with a surge of holiday makers this weekend is always the busiest in uh, uh the c- summer calendar because um it's just after the English and Welsh schools have broken up. We didn't notice it last year because, of course, um, the government suddenly, with three days to go, um, decided that they were going to put France in a category all on its own called Amber Plus. And as a result of that, uh, well, unfortunately, people didn't um, go to France. They cancelled all their holidays rather than face 
a sudden expectation that they would self-isolate for 10 days when they came back. So it's really only now that we um, got the uh, first contact and it hasn't gone well. No, and you have no doubt, and uh, you have vast experience of the world of travel, you have no doubt that Brexit is the single most significant factor in this. Oh, look, I'm not actually going to go that far because I I haven't yet seen a full breakdown of what were the holdups and where. Um, I do know that, of course, there was a, a very, very angry statement put out by the port of dover on friday morning saying we've got off to a really bad start and it's the fault of the french authority the police of frontier for not sending enough people over a charge that the french um, reject but we have juxtaposed controls which means that uh, french passport control um looks after stuff on english soil uh, that was the case before brexit as well but Crucially, what has changed is that we now have uh, much more rigorous checks because one of the things we asked for um, was for the UK's, the EU's external border to be set up in Kent at both Folkestone and at Dover. And by asking to be third country nationals, um, completely outside the single market, the customs union, the Schengen area, no kind of passport uh, uh, relationship. Um, we also said that we wanted our passports to be stamped. Um, and under the terms of the uh, European rules, you should also not just have your passport stamped, you should answer questions about um, whether you've got a return ticket, where you're staying, how much money you've got. Um, and whether you stayed at least 90 days in the past 180 days. Now, all those questions, I think, have gone unanswered. But I was at the port on Saturday and I was just monitoring how long it took for cars to get through. And typically it seemed to be about 45 seconds if there was a couple in the car. If there were four people, typical family group, then it was um, uh, about a minute and a half. Um, given that the average car I understand from the port is 3.5 people, then it's well over a minute. And that compares with a few seconds in the olden days when very often people would just sort of wave through. And um, th 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 there was a that was especially the case at a really busy time. Uh, you could clear the, the um, queues like that. But that's not possible nowadays because. Um, France is obliged to impose the rules of the European Union. Ironically, those rules that we helped uh, dr uh, draw up. Yeah. So in a sense, people who are complaining about this. Well, they've got perhaps what they voted for or certainly what we subsequently negotiated as a nation after we voted to leave the EU. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's worth, worth saying that while I was kind of in 2016 before the referendum saying hang on hang on um everybody you might want to have a look at what will, would what the effects for travelers would be um certainly uh ministers were or pro-brexiteers were saying no nothing nothing changes and i remember dominic raab uh, now deputy uh prime minister saying we will maintain a free-flowing border at dover um jacob rees mogg uh, another cabinet minister uh, said there'll be no need for checks at Dover 
um, it, uh, the roads will keep running around Dover, even if there are delays at Calais. Um, and clearly, during the referendum campaign, both sides said things which um, were impossible to uh, test until we'd actually left. Um, but I'm not sure that those uh, claims by those ministers have uh, successfully stood the test of time. No, and Pierre-Henri Dumont, who's the MP for Calais, he's been tweeting to say, he said that London, the UK government, had rejected a few months ago a proposal to double the number of passport booths for French police in Dover, saying that Britain was offered a, a solution to this in advance. It would obviously have required the UK to fund that or part fund that. That was rejected and that, in his view, would have made progress from the UK to France much quicker. We've been hearing all kinds of accusations on all sides, and it's really a pretty undignified name-calling, finger-pointing experience, particularly since um, it's the people who've been stuck in overheated cars, sometimes in very distressed situation for many, many hours. Um, but yes, the uh, the French are doing um, plenty of blaming of the UK, um, while the UK is, I'm afraid, doing something which I think I fear people in the EU will find amusing, which is effectively shifting the blame for the effects of Brexit to the French. Um, and certainly the contenders for the next prime minister, Rishi Sunak and Liz Truss, have both said, this is outrageous. They've got to staff things better. Well, the Port of Dover did put in an extra 50% of booths. They were not properly staffed on Friday morning. When I went along and checked, it did seem as though everything was moving. Um, but I, I, I think to, uh, to, to say everything that goes wrong is the fault of Brexit is wrong. Um, but I also think it's... Um, uh, <laughs> very important not as um for instance the uh, leader of the house mark spencer uh told uh, the bbc um it, it, that that um it's very easy to blame brexit but brexit isn't for to, to blame i mean he says uh, there's a very obvious solution you boost the number of people that are in that role of um, being border officials he meant um the trouble is i'm not sure where you would put them it's such a constrained site because nobody when they were doing the planning of the Kent road system, when they were doing the planning of the Folkestone Eurotunnel terminal or the expanded um, port of Dover, nobody ever thought that we would have uh, an external border of the EU there. And so it's completely unsuitable. Um, and yes, you can, you can throw money at it, but um, ultimately uh, this is a situation which is, going to uh, well unfortunately it feels as though it's going to be a part of the summer um, I hope that the queues get less um, and it's important to remember that everything that Eurotunnel and the ferry companies and the port of Dover do is all about process a that you can treat Eurotunnel and the port as a pair of sort of giant conveyor belts um, to get people and cars and buses and trucks from the UK to continental Europe. And they're generally very good at it. And it uh, normally works very well. It's not at the moment. 
um, and it remains to be seen what can be done to uh, improve things. I mean, a lot of the trouble is actually to do with traffic on uh, the M20, the partial closure for Operation Block, Brock. And although that's not a new thing, it has taken on a new significance uh, after Brexit. And, you know, I've cycled past hundreds of trucks who were just sort of stuck waiting to um, be able to get through and uh, return to continental Europe. So we can't say, Simon, that this is all down to Brexit, but by the same token, it would be dishonest to pretend that this had nothing to do with Brexit. That would be untrue. Oh, oh, sure. Look, I mean, I don't just take my word for it. I talked to the um, uh, chief executive of the Port of Dover and you know, effectively he, he was saying um, that, yes, we, uh, uh, we knew that it was going to be really tough because of Brexit. Um, but he says um, the, uh, it, it is the increased transaction time he puts it at about three times longer and if you've got 10,000 cars going through um, and it's taking a minute and a half instead of half a minute then well it's very easy to see queues building up um, even if you have got everybody there in in force um, and uh, interesting that Lucy Morton of the Immigration Service Union um, said uh, yeah France has taken back control of its border Checks are much more rigorous than they used to be. And this is one of the outcomes of Brexit that was reasonably predictable. That's great, Simon. I'll let you go. 6.15 as promised. Thank you.